it's me, Sean Capri, and welcome to We The Gamer Cast. It publishes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play, and everywhere else you get your podcasts. Every Monday, patrons get it first. They get it on Fridays. Thank you for subscribing, for rating the show on Apple Podcasts, for sharing, for telling a friend, for telling a mom, for everything that you guys do. It is incredible. It has been a week. Holy crap. And you guys are in for an incredible, very special conversation with the Ribo. Many of you know Ribo uh, from the Discord, from the Twitter, from the Twitch chat, from all the places. Ribo has been a, a longtime friend and supporter. Uh, the reason I even have a working computer is all because of Ribo, and I cannot wait for you guys to hear this conversation. But before I get way too far ahead of myself, because we've got a lot to talk about today, um, if you're new, here's the deal. Every week, I have sweet hangs with a stranger, and in this case, a longtime friend from the internet, and we talk about life and video games, and if you want to be on the show, it's pretty easy. You just tweet at me, at Sean Capri, Sean like Connery, Capri like the pants, and uh, something crazy happened this week. You guys have heard me talk about the Patreon, patreon.com slash Capri, and a bit of a, an avalanche happened, and I honestly don't really know how to deal with it. Uh, <laughs> I generally, um, I'm good at complimenting people, but I'm not very good at... Um, really conveying my the full sense and the full magnitude of my gratitude, if that makes any sense. Because, uh, goodness gracious, where to even start here? Robert Bobby Miller started out, and um, he became a platinum executive producer at patreon.com slash Yumi Capri. And Jonathan Brown became a diamond executive producer. And then Lee Navarro also became a diamond executive producer. These are not trivial amounts. These are not... This is not... Um, th- this is a monumental level of support that each of these people, the fact that all three of you guys signed up this week at this level, um, some of you returning um, to the Diamond Executive level, and it is so powerful, man. And this week, goodness gracious, it's been... Um, it's been ups and downs too, and I'll get to that. But I want to make sure that I want to. I want to take a special moment just to thank Lee Navarro from Nerd Overdrive Podcast. He's the one who organized the entire Extra Life effort that brought a bunch of us together. Very, very special time last year. We raised over ten thousand dollars at Extra Life for the Team Phoenix Overdrive, and I know they're back up at it again. I know this whole COVID situation has things kind of like what's happening, but they they just fired up nerd overdrive again phoenix overdrive is back i totally encourage you guys to to look up nerd overdrive on your uh your favorite podcast app i listened to episode they called it episode 1 they've been around for many many years and lee and family and and ray and rebecca um huge reasons that i that even this show exists um i met them through this show so longtime friends so thank you lee and thank you for bringing the podcast back i absolutely adore nerd overdrive so please guys go support them and of course jonathan brown whose music you're going to hear today um Ribo, you're probably, Ribo's probably listening to this right now. He's learning right for the first moment that, um, there's a special song that it was uh, created for you, Ribo. So I hope you enjoyed it. And it's all thanks to Jonathan Brown because, um, Ribo and I were talking about, um, what music do you want? Maybe, um, I couldn't find anything that, that quite hit it from, from OC Remix. So I reached out to our good friend, Jonathan Brown, Purple Monkey Entertainment, and you can follow him on Twitter at, uh, P-M-E-J-I-B. Please do. And all of his links are there. Um, go download his music, go support him because his music is great. And you're going to find out just a little taste of it today and we were um you had his music for the entire month of of april jonathan brown holy cow dude incredible support at the diamond level lee navarro at the diamond level slimer snarf at the diamond level and challenging us to come up with something even higher (laughs) i'm thinking about it man thank you for that and robert bobby miller 
at uh, twitch.tv slash smooth 423. Please, guys, support these guys because they support us. They've gone really far out of their way to show a monumental level of support. And I thank you guys from the bottom of my heart. And um, they are along with a few dozen other incredible people at patreon.com slash Yumi Capri. You guys all get exclusive um, early access to a bunch of shows. You get this show. You get uh, the Pants Patreon podcast for Patrons Podcast, which I am loving doing. I thought we had a great time this week. If you guys heard it, you know. And if you're providing questions you are part of the show and the only way to do that is to become uh, a patron a patron why did i struggle with that uh patron patron and patreon uh all uh, everybody for a dollar and up and i want to thank uh, our gold member patrons over there as well james johnson joel brooks ryan turford and zach bradshaw incredible incredible stuff man i'm, I'm a little little overwhelmed with it but we're gonna make do and i dude tonight i had a i let the frustrations kind of kind of get the best of me and in the end, I'm in a good spot. Right now, I'm, I'm in my happy place. I'm in my room. I've got my mic. I've got, I'm recording the thing. That music gets me pumped up. I'm excited for you guys to hear this, but, um, a little bit earlier, I think, I think what ended up happening was I'm a little frustrated with myself because I've been procrastinating a lot. This is, this intro that I'm doing right now, it's Thursday night as I'm recording this, so it can go up on Friday morning for the patrons. Um, but I should have done it on Monday. And as soon as that didn't happen, the entire week, just got completely thrown off. Um, I'm also going to be doing a review for for a game on um, A Cup of Joe and Nintendo. It's going to show up on that feed tomorrow. I'm going to do that right after this. There was a number of things that had I just taken care of it like a day before, tonight would have been a little less overwhelming. And I had I had a bit of a moment. I was doing my... Um, the first thing that I needed to do before getting to anything else was do my, my workout. I'm continuing on my, my 21 day fix journey. Um, today is actually day 35 and I'm so grateful to Grouchy Surge for just being a, <laughs> just a source for me to vent. I'm like, I, normally I'm there going like, great day, worked hard, feeling the sweat really good. Today I just dumped on him, man. And he's like, I, <laughs> I don't know what to do with that. So I'm like, sorry, man, I just kind of just kind of overwhelmed with the procrastination and frustration with myself. Didn't have a great workout. I was falling over myself. I was like my ankles feeling a little weak and just bumping into stuff. I don't have a whole lot of space. So a lot of the frustration is really kind of boiling up. But then I I talked to him. He's like, look, man, sit down in your chair, do your podcast. You're going to feel great. And you know what? Grouchy Surge, you were right. I had a great shower. Um, I played some, <laughs> played some persona music on my phone and I put it in the sink. So it kind of like amplifies. You guys ever do that? You ever play music in the bathroom? You ever put it in a very specific way so that the, the phone speakers sound half decent or, or you kind of fool yourself into thinking they sound all right. Anyway, it did the trick. Persona music, a hot shower. I feel great. I'm glad to be doing this. I'm stoked. I can't wait for you guys to be hearing this upcoming conversation. And it's all thanks. This show is just such a nice, cleanse for me, man. I hope that uh, this show is, does something for you too. Hopefully, um, I don't mean to dump on you guys. I'm mostly, I'm trying to, I try to be positive and I want to make sure that I share um, anything that might be inspirational or something that like spread the good energy, but it's not always like tip top, triple A awesome, right? Not everything is awesome all the time. I definitely have my, my pitfalls and I want to be able to share and be open and transparent with you guys um, with all of it, man. The ups and downs, the highs and the lows and the, the great conversations that we're going to get to. Just one other thing I want to let you guys know. Um, I'm very lucky to be playing Minecraft Dungeons early ahead of release. Um, the patrons will know on Friday night, I'm going to be playing. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to come back to streaming just for, and there's no <laughs> long-term commitment to this. I don't know what regular schedule is going to look like in this COVID world, but Friday night, 
I'm going to play Minecraft Dungeons uh, at twitch.tv slash Sean Capri. And I played it last night with Chelsea just to get a little co-op in. And I, I got to tell you guys, like, maybe that's part of why I'm frustrated tonight. Because I would so... I really want to be playing Minecraft Dungeons right now, man. I had so much fun. I can't wait to get back to it. Um, my, I have to play quite a bit more before I, I come to any, anything close to resembling a, a final verdict on it, but very good first impressions. A lot of fun, very easy to dive into. So that is very exciting. And the last thing that I want to talk to you guys about, some of you heard Ryan and I talk about this on the Xbox drive, but the Xbox drive was featured uh, in an article of the top 25 po- Xbox podcasts to be following in, t- in 2020. And we are number nine. Like we are, we're in the top half. We're in the top 10 of the top 25 Xbox podcasts. There, there's gotta be at least, there's gotta be at least 26 Xbox podcasts. So to be featured in this list is incredibly humbling, very exciting. It just pumps my tires and makes me want to keep going, uh, lean into this very exciting year for next gen consoles. And I really feel like Ryan and I have something. We've landed on something special, man. I think Ryan is an incredible co-host. He keeps that show on track and he has an eclectic taste in games. And I just, I've always loved Ryan as a, as a podcast host, um, back in the, in the game moves, um, days and, I think we make a good Canadian pair. I'm loving doing the Xbox Drive. I'm loving doing this show. So why don't we get into my conversation with Ribo? He's at Ribo Flavins. You've heard him. Uh, you've seen him. You've seen him in Bobby's chat. You've seen him in my, my chat on the Discord everywhere. He makes, he's, he's like the, um, the, like the, the roadie. It's like when something breaks down, he sort of like shows up like a ninja, fixes it, and then disappears before you even knew anything was busted up. He has supported Bobby and I on a technical level. He encourages us. He binds this community. Um, and dude, just having a familiar friend in the chat is so meaningful for, for me, for sure. And I know for many of you listening or any of you who have engaged with the variety of things that Bobby and I have done, whenever you see Ribo, you're like, I'm glad to see him there. That's a familiar face. That's a familiar person. And I'm so excited for this conversation. I'm sure it'll be the first of many. And I know it was a big step for Ribo to do a podcast. So I very much encourage you guys, reach out to Ribo at Ribo Flavins on Twitter. You're probably already following him. If not, please do reach out to him. Let him know what you thought of the podcast. I think he did incredible. Um, and I hope to have him back very, very soon. Please enjoy this incredible conversation I had with my friend, your friend, Ribo. Well, you spend you spend your time playing the the farming simulator games. Well, somebody's gotta. That's true. Right? I always wonder. Well, you and I we watched that um, like that like a esports for like um, yes. for farming simulator championships or something, which is like actually it sounds ridiculous when you when you say it out loud, but it was kind of the most captivating thing I've ever seen, man. It was, wasn't right? it? Yeah, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. I, I, those games are just relaxing for me for some really? reason. You know, like. I can just sit there and plow a field. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Where did you start with uh, those ones? Uh, I think it was Farm Sim on the Switch. Yeah. Oh, really? Pretty, re- pretty recently yeah. then? Okay. Yeah. I hadn't played any of those. Because they look kind of gimmicky, right? And right. they have the font mm-hmm. from Microsoft Flight Simulator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought, oh, they're all just knockoffs, right? <laughs> well, and even the simulator thing in and of itself is kind of a bit of a meme, almost. They're like, is this actually a simulator? Or is it just kind of like... Because Goat Simulator, I think, kind of took it to the next level. Of just like, yes. that's not an actually... That's not how goats live, you know? It's not really... <laughs> no. I don't think so anyways. I'm pretty sure it's... 
oh. a little bit different. But yeah, man, yeah. I, I, like, so I have an important question for you. Um, is it Rancher Ribo or Farmer Ribo? Okay. I had a feeling you would ask this. Yeah. So I'm going to go with the, I think it's Farmer. I do. Um, okay, no. you're gonna have to explain yourself no. because I obviously don't agree with this. It's Rancho Ribo <laughs> has the perfect, it's the perfect uh, alliteration that you could ever want in branding. And it's close, <laughs> especially if you play Farf Sibrim, what is it, 20, the one that just came out that's not good. Don't buy it on the Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, a, it's like an iPhone port. It's, but anyways, you can, uh, you can ride horses in that one. And things like that. There's more ranch type stuff. So if you're playing 20, you're a rancher. <laughs> okay, explain. But, I don't. But, okay, but first of 17 all, and 19. I think it's there's just too much farming. You're a farmer. This is the best part. I love. Like I, I think it was. It reminds me of talking to Kaylee a few. I guess it was a few months ago now. And you know, for her to break down, like here's the difference between like Sims three and two and four, <laughs> and like for most people who like for onlookers, like well, it's just Sims, right? Like maybe it's like maybe prettier graphics, but like you can actually like discern the differences between Farming Simulator 2017 and 19 and all the other. There was another one that just like we were just I just threw you code for whatever. What, I don't even know what it was called, like Professional yes. Farmer or something. What American Dream? Yeah, yeah. I'm not living the American Dream. I can tell you that because oh, no. I. Didn't do the tutorial oh yeah that's a bad uh, idea so i have no idea what to do i'm running around trying i hopped in a tractor I'm like yeah. okay let's go i can't find my field yeah no idea what to do with the tractor Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, so did you start like did you know that you were gonna like it's just it's i'm sorry but it's just a it's not your everyday game and it's not like you're like there's like a loud community like like animal crossing they're doing everything the community is doing everything they can to get me to play that dang game and i'll tell you it ain't gonna work but (laughs) unless there's like a big crowd out there that i don't really know about that's screaming and yelling about farming simulator like what what drew you to this game to just kind of like try it out for the first time well, so for Sims, I mean, I played Flight Sim back in mm-hmm. Windows 95, right? But, mm-hmm. but City Builders, you know, uh, Sim City, then City Skylines. City Skylines is just an incredible game. Yeah. Um, and so I'm into Sims anyway, and okay. I got uh, Euro Truck Simulator. You ever played that one? <laughs> no, man. This is like I'm, oh. my mind is being blown right now. Oh. This is awesome. Euro, farming Simulator is relaxing, but Euro Truck and American Truck Simulator are just another level. Mm-hmm. You, you think that it's just the dumbest game in the world, right? Mm-hmm. And then you, I had a wheel set up, the whole bit. No idea how to shift between... 14 gears and <laughs> I go backwards and I jackknife and there goes all the kids toys for Christmas mm-hmm. but but yeah so the simulator games those ones the truck sims and then there's this farming one that's just sitting there and you're like that come on that can't be any good right right <laughs> like it, not something that I really like because farming sounds hard like it sounds hard like in real life it's like that that's that's a lifestyle that is it's not exactly charmed it's a it's you're you're up at the crack of ass of dawn and you're like you're busting your ass so like i look at games to try and escape and you're looking at games like how hard can i work how many <laughs> i don't even know like what do you yeah. <laughs> what are the things that you even do in this game like what are you farming what do you what what's a what what's the sign of a, a farm that's doing pretty well in that sort of game i'm big into soy 
because okay. that's uh, that's what they're paying good money for right okay. now. Okay, okay. I haven't gotten into the art, I, the animals. I right. did in in seventeen on the Switch. I got far enough along, but now I'm playing nineteen on the PC, and I haven't gotten in into pigs and sheep and that kind of stuff yet. But you, if you get cows, you you sell milk. Yeah. Uh, the sheep, you sell the wool. Um, so basically right now I'm trying to get enough cause I've spent so much money on equipment that I can't afford to do anything other than <laughs> You're pot plow my soy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <Right>? You're committed. <laughs> yeah. You know, 60 hours of growing soy. So how do you even do that? Like, that's the thing. Like, I don't even like what, like, I just picture like you run around on a tractor, but like, what exactly are the activities in farming simulators that you're doing? So I, I hook my tractor up to the, uh, I don't know what they're called, the thing. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> and I tow it along and it, uh, I don't know, plows the field somehow. Okay, okay. And then, you, and then you disconnect that and hook up your seeder and take your soy seeds over the field. Mm -hmm. And uh, that plants them, sows them, or whatever they call it. Amazing. And and then you go back, you disconnect that, you hook up your fertilizer. Yeah. That thing's like the wings of an American eagle. Just oh, yeah. spreads right out. Beautiful. Spray your field, and then you wait. That's what okay. So that was going to be my next question is like because when I think about like Animal Crossing, right, where people will just they'll set up a like a building and then I don't know if it takes a day or whatever it is, but there's definitely like a real time element to a lot of these different types of like like Stardew Valley, for example. Like, is that is that kind of the same idea with with the farming simulator games? Like, you set it and then you forget it for about nine days and then come back. And you're like, oh wow, look at my field, it's incredible. Well, you can play it at real time. Oh, snap. Um, like but seasons. as far as I know, it doesn't play when you're not playing like Animal Crossing does. Mm -hmm. So you, uh, so I play at a faster time because, okay. I, I, you know, but it's not happening like right now. As far as I know, nothing's growing because I'm yeah. not playing it. And uh, that would actually be a good idea. Like, like there we like, go. Like treat it like seasons, or what would be a good, what part? Just having it running now, like Animal Crossing. Oh yeah, you could just right? have it in the background on your, especially on PC. Like I, most people don't even turn their computers off, which probably is a terrible idea. But it seems like that's the way that they're built right now. Um, which, by the way, how are you like so smart with with um, computers? Um, and I know that you're going to deflect that compliment, and I'm not going to let you do that. But like, how do you? How? <laughs> okay, so I'll give a specific example, and I continue to bring this up. Um, I don't even think I did a very good uh, job describing what was going on with my computer, and you immediately knew that it was my power supply unit, like instantly, and you saved me like a whole night full of, uh, of uh, well, probably you saved me a, a, a week, and it turned into a night of going to the store, replacing my power supply unit, and then you know a couple of final tweaks. But this was like eye opening to me of like you know you know things, and I'm very curious where this where this comes from. Um, it's actually just self-taught from years of, we got, I got a computer when I was young mm -hmm. and I mean, you make enough mistakes and you learn how to fix them. You know, I'm worthless with my hands otherwise. Like you want me to build a shelf and 
it'll be crooked. But <laughs> give me something electronic, and you know I can futz about with it for a while and learn how it works. So yeah. I've been a computer technician for well since I left high school. Um, I have a certification for uh, as a computer technician. Um, and now that I've gone back to school, it's kind of back to being a hobby again. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it just comes from years of doing it. Okay, but I know? need to like, and I, I love you, but I need to call out your BS because you said it was yourself taught, but then you also said that you have a certificate. That is literally somebody else teaching you. Unless you no. taught yourself and then took an exam, is that what that means? I just took the exam. I might yeah. have to take that back. I'm really sorry about that. That was aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just took, studied for the exam and took it. Did you really? I, yeah. Like, for, where was the exam from? Was that from SAIT or something? Basic. Uh, I can't remember. It was one of those schools that you had to go to, to they proctor the exam or whatever they okay. call So. And like, why did you want to do that? Like, that's, that's, it's, it's one thing to go, like, I'm going to enter into a program, which I want to talk about your current schooling now, but like to go, I'm going to go study a book, which like, how did you even know what book to study? First of all, for the exam. And then just to get the certificate, like, I don't know, I I want to get inside the mind of somebody who does something like that. Like, how does that work? (laughs) Well, it's a known certification, the A plus certificate. I I have the A plus and then I was going for network plus, but, um, stuff happened right um so i got books a couple of books that was relevant to that most of it i already knew so um Mm -hmm. it was really exam specific stuff that i needed to know and Mm -hmm. so that's where the books came in handy what is the like what separates because i feel like i have like a pretty cursory knowledge like i i know a little bit more than i know what button to push to turn on my computer right like there's like there's the mom and dads who have no idea how to even like plug in a vcr right and then there's there's kind of like where probably many of us are like the bobbies and the me's and people who can kind of like figure out at least a baseline how to get like a stream up and running which is probably above kind of average but then What's the difference between basically like where where I'm at and then where somebody like you are at? Like what's the like what is how do you look at tech differently than maybe you did before you started studying all of this stuff and becoming like really an expert at it? Well, we got to be careful with Bobby and above average <laughs> for a second. Love you for that one. <laughs> he just canceled his show. So, That's true. Well, you, uh, you, you can't keep up 14 shows year round. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I just, I think being able to, to diagnose stuff was yeah. is really the, you know, you, you need to, like with your power supply, that's just something that seems common when those symptoms show up. So right. you just know to recognize certain symptoms and then you have in your mind, uh, at least I do, uh, sort of steps to whittle it down, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. trial and error. That is, yeah, I totally remember you doing that. And that's like a, I could, like, even just the one real experience I had with you doing that, like, I could see where, like, the value of that would be to go, just try to eliminate other things that might be contributing to this factor. And you can kind of realize like okay it's actually this thing but you you know if you if you remove like a usb device here or another device there you can kind of remove that from the possibility whereas like i like 
if I'm trying to be, if I'm, I am mostly self-taught when it comes to this stuff and I've spent like nights over nights and I'm sure a lot of people have like who have the, the blue screen of death or anything come up on their computer, they, you know, you have the frustration and that frustration can actually energize you in a weird way. Like you, you get like the adrenaline rush and now you're up for four days straight trying to figure this whole thing out. But what would actually be smarter is just to like calm down and maybe unplug things and try to figure out what the heck the, the single the single pieces now like are you more on like the hardware side or on the software side of things or is it is there really a big difference for you i always found the hardware side more interesting yeah uh for whatever reason i don't really know why even Mm -hmm. though now here i am writing sort of software with the bot but um you know there's something about hardware and you know i like assembling them you know i've built many a machine um so there's something about maybe it's from playing with Legos years ago. There's just something about the physical being able to put it together and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Um, but of course, a lot of that's gone away now. I mean, tablets are sealed up. Yeah. There's not a whole lot you can do with a an iPad or a Surface. So, you know, in a lot of ways, my field is other than in it corporations and IT, real IT, for the home user, what I was doing is kind of going away. Hmm. Um, so that's where software is a big deal. Software is everything now, yeah. right? So so tell me about this bot thing too, though, that you sort of dived into. And I don't know if it's been like a progression of working with, with Bobby on his, um, on his lights and everything and all the if this, then that logic. But where does the, where does the software journey kind of start with you? Is it basically oh. now? I uh, know I've dabbled with programming. It's it's sort of a case of I've got a little problem. Let's try and solve it myself with, you know, code. Yeah. Um, but I have no formal training in that, so it's it's you know piecing together what I know with what I can find online. Mm-hmm. Um, and the bot just came from um, the we. Uh, Brendan Myers, who you just had on the show, right? Yep. Um, he had an incredible price for turnips, and he gave <laughs> out the code in the Discord, and we all flooded in, and the game broke because Nintendo, right? The game broke? I didn't realize that. Oh, well, my it, gosh. It, it kicked us all out, and it went down. Yeah. So that was the end of the game. And um, so we thought, you know, there's got to be some way we can sort of queue and keep the code from everybody at once. And uh, I tried one that was for a Discord bot that was for Counter-Strike queuing or something. And it sort of worked, but it still required so much manual intervention that mm-hmm. it was kind of pointless. So I thought, well, maybe we can do this on our own. And yeah. And now that bot... You know, it controls the lights. It's it's more of a, just a, <laughs> let's see if I can do this, you know. Yeah. And I've brought over the quotes from Bobby's stream. And uh, also it makes those little birthday cards. And, uh, you know, it's just kind of a, oh, maybe it would do that. So That's we are going to try and, and we'll see what we could do with your idea. I love your idea. I just... We've got to find a way to get the what people have and own. Should we should we open day. this up a little bit? We'll bring people into the to the to the fold here. So actually, we'll, I want to get to to my idea. How do you how do you approach? Number one, I love the fact that like that 
everybody is so obsessed with Animal Crossing that this even becomes something that like a necessity. It's not even like a nice to have. I think it is a necessity because, um, to your point, it, the game will just will just break. Um, I don't think that <laughs> Nintendo should have anything like facilitating this. Although you know, I feel like Xbox Live or looking for group or there are, are ways built into the other systems that that might tackle this. But I I'll give I'll give Nintendo a bit of a pass here because I know I get in hot water anytime I go after Nintendo for anything. But oh, I got it. How do you how how do you like how do you even like approach something like that? Going like it's so to me it's it's incredibly complex. This this notion of trying to be able to set up a a queue system and all the I don't know if I'm thinking about this correctly, but like all the sort of like inputs and considerations and criteria that you have to consider, and then let alone writing all the the, the code and, and content for it. Like, how do you how do you first decide this is what I want this thing to actually do, and and essentially, I guess, build features around it? How do you approach that part of the problem? Well, that was that was mostly the Discord. I mean, yeah. you know, the likes of Slimer and all of them in the Discord, they had these ideas of how it should work. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, yeah, okay. I wish the game had an API or hooks that I could talk to to because there was that one website that got in trouble they were trying to do it kind of underhanded and sneaky but if there was a way to hook into the game that would be amazing but otherwise what do you mean by that what is it like a hook is basically something that like signals or like there's a there's a code that gets sparked when something happens that you could go i'm going to look for that and then that prompts some sort of um it triggers some sort of uh um commands or set of commands for the for the bot to do yeah so like an API, an application programming interface, let's get really nerdy, right? Yeah, man, let's dive right in. <laughs> I know you're dancing around. I'm like, no, like, don't don't dumb it down for me. Let's dive right into this. Let's do it. Well, I, I don't know what I'm talking about either, right? Um, but the, the, um, it would – something in the game that would say, okay, we have this price. I could open my gate, and if – the bot was subscribed to this API endpoint, the the game would send out like a notification to the uh, anything subscribed to it. So, for example, with Discord uh, or Twitch, when Bobby goes live, it sends a notification to my code that right. then knows to post it into the Discord. So it's a shame the game doesn't do that, but I mean that's something Nintendo would never do. Yeah. So. Well, because it kind of encourages people to become friends, or even to because really, like, he's, I'm, <laughs> I'm hearing these amazing stories that, like Johnny Casino, for example, was just talking about. He made eight million bells in a day. Like he's just like it's so easy now to go. Let's find somebody with a really cheap turnip price. Go load up on turnips, and then go to somebody like Brendan Myers and sell them for like what four hundred fifty bells a, a turnip or whatever it is. Yeah, uh, like that's so it's 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 become easy as it is, and then yeah, if they were to make it even easier, then yeah, I can imagine why they wouldn't. But let alone like so that's the whole like fascinating part about it is that it's not easy they there aren't these built-in things that would make it really good so is that where some of the manual stuff kind of comes in like because it's not automatically being pushed out uh like via notification you're kind of relying on the community still to be essentially that prompt for the for the bot to kind of kick in exactly yeah we still had to have commands you know the something that tells the bot that hey i have a code and come see me yeah um so that part's just 
contained within Discord. There's not really much you can do there. Mm-hmm. Um, We've still and, come a long way. I mean, if you remember the game, did you ever play the... Have you played any of them? Animal Crossing? I played New Leaf. Yeah. I played a lot of it, which I, I just... I want to make sure that I emphasize that really loudly just so that, you know, people <laughs> give me a real hard time. Like, I'm an Animal Crossing hater. I played a bunch of Animal Crossing, all right? I gave it a yeah. chance. Back in the GameCube days, though, you had to... Like, that's how I got into the game, was on, uh, what, Planet GameCube forums. You used to have to go to forums... Wow, yeah, ...and swap this big, long code, right, to get some fruit, you know? Mm-hmm. So, at least we've come a ways from there, but... It's funny because I just never, and and Bobby and I have chatted about this too, about like people really gaming the system because there is a lot to, a lot of things to game here in terms of like time travel and everything else. I never even considered any of that stuff. Like whatever fruit I got, whenever I, like I started my island, whatever I got, I got. And then maybe Chelsea will have something else. I could go to her island. And that's kind of as far as I, as I got with it. But I, I guess if the obsession sparks, then it can take you down into a bit of bit of a dark hole in, in it like there's this is where like the dark tom nook kind of comes out of things like he's got his his crazed eyes and he's gonna attack you and everything like this it's all happy but there's an obsession with animal crossing <laughs> that is very dark man like man it's gonna it's gonna turn For us all against each was, other uh, the nes games and i know bobby doesn't think they should but in the gamecube one you could get the nes roms oh yeah and you could even copy them to your game boy advance what? I didn't know that. Yeah. And as long as you didn't turn it off, they would perpetually stay there one oh, game. Yeah. So as long as I had battery power, I had like NES baseball with me. That's hilarious. <laughs> but and so collecting those was such a big deal. I think Punch Out was one of the rarer ones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and so, but no, I'm a lot like you. I have all the fruits now. Yeah, um, but otherwise, I don't really chase the. I'll give away my fossils. I'm not really trying to collect them all, mm-hmm. um, and things like that. It's, you know, I, I and the game fights you so much. You know, like uh, with all, I see these islands they people are building. They're just incredible, and I think how can you <laughs> use those tools long enough? to build some of that Mm -hmm. square by square by square like you need to get you need to get a big old tractor or a big old i don't even know what some of those fertilizing things like with the big wings that you're (laughs) talking about with farming simulator you need something like that and that's the thing i was actually watching bobby do like square by square like terraforming and stuff i'm like you know what man even even dragon quest builders was was a little bit faster than this but are you happy with like where the bot is now kind of i don't want to turn this into like breaking bells or anything that's a whole other although maybe they don't call it a comeback um but It'll like, are you, are you are you are you good with are you good with with the bot now and and does it does it scratch a certain like itch for you to to create something like that for people? Oh, absolutely! Yeah. I just you know like, and if I see some API that oh I can use that service, let's see if we can throw that in there too. <laughs> you know, that's, that's how awesome. we added the lights. Like, mm-hmm. hey, I bet I could talk to his lights or. Um, adding in the twitch bot so it's sitting in the twitch chat mm-hmm. uh and with your idea there i know you've been using that uh, as a gg service okay so i just signed up for this i didn't really get too much into it with with brendan but this gg like tracking all your your backlog and the games that kind of are on your radar i got completely overwhelmed by this thing 
Um, but it is a good sort of community builder, I think, in that you can see like, hey, Ribo, like, what are you, what are you playing right now? But like, maybe it, I, whoever gets to ask anybody, what are the five other games you've been wanting to get to? Right? Like, you don't really. It's hard to have those conversations. So it, I think it would be kind of neat to, as I literally think that of this for the very first time. It'd be kind of awesome to go through our friends' kind of list of games that they're either looking forward to or they've been meaning to get to. Then maybe they just need somebody to go like, "Hey, man, I see you want to play like Diablo three, and I've been meaning to get around to that too. So like, do you want to hook up? Like, just kind of get, kind of have to get inside people's minds a little bit for, uh, for this idea, which is how do we do better about creating game nights? I think it's something that like, you know, what we've discussed is, um, and anybody who has any sort of community. You always want to do like a game night because like what better way to celebrate the community and, and hang out and have good times and sweet hangs than to like fire up a game and everybody plays the same game. Uh, but it seems like the only ones that really work out are like Mario Kart and Splatoon and and some of the first party Nintendo stuff. So I'm like, Ribo, you're a genius. How do we use technology? Because <laughs> I've used up all my social skills. I've used up all of everything that I've got in my brain to try and figure it out and it's failed every single time. And that leads me to there's got to be some sort of tech solution to this so like where does that leave us right now well that's why that service seems so perfect if they expose that programmatically to us then maybe we can build something that you know is customized to your idea but we need some way that somebody's got uh everybody's library and that's the hard part, right? Mm-hmm. Um, especially when you throw Nintendo in the mix. Steam is really easy. Everybody's Steam library is, you know, usually exposed. Mm-hmm. That sounds terrible, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I can share um, it and see what your friends are yeah, playing and what they've yeah. got there. But, you know, and, and luckily Steam is the only um, uh, library, game library on your PC. Everybody knows that. <laughs> right. You yeah. only have to use yeah. Steam. You don't have Epic or uh, I don't even. Dude, there's no. actually so many. Like oh, Ubisoft Origin, doesn't launch it now. Play, yeah. Yeah. Um, Blizzard, Battle.net. Yeah, oh, I haven't it's... even gotten into GOG. I haven't even done that yet. Yeah. What, was, what was I just looking at? There was, um, I think it was Streets of Rage had, uh, I think it was like a different multiplayer element to it on GOG. It was something, this is not describing it very well at all, which I realize. And this is something that Chelsea does to me a lot, where she's like, hey, let's watch that movie with that guy in it who does the thing. And I'm like, oh, yeah, Armageddon or whatever. And I'm like, that's, <laughs> how am I expecting you to, to read my mind? Anyway. Um, yeah, we, so we need, we need access to each other's libraries and the, the closest thing I've got to this, you're right, Steam, but like Game Pass is like anybody who has Game Pass, we at least know we have those games. We know that we've got like Halo and Gears and everything like that, but I couldn't help but think while I was entering games into this GG service, I'm like, I essentially have this in Google Docs, like form basically like i've got a i've got a sheet of games that i want to get to and that's a whole thing that i'm already talking to my therapist about of <laughs> why why am i spending this time creating these lists that are actually taking me so long to create the list that like there's no hope in actually checking any of these items off but that's a whole other that's a whole other situation but yeah like so i come to you with this with this problem and you're like i think i can maybe tackle this but you're you're essentially in this discovery mode it seems of what is required to kind of power this this solution yeah it's that library problem you know Mm -hmm. that's the problem that i'm not i mean we could do it manually it just would be nice if somebody was uh sort of already uh integrating all the platform or at least most of the platform as many as you can right Um, maybe that's what xbox will do i mean eventually they're they're just trying to take over the entire world 
Um, but you do this amazing thing that like you are able to help people out in such a in such a humble way and you have actually a tremendous solution um, nine times out of ten you, you you have you have the answer and I want to I guess I just wanted to comment on it that like when I <laughs> whenever I try to help somebody it comes across as as being um, imposing or like overstepping but like you have this amazing way of hey man I think I can I think I can help you with this and I'm teach me how do i how do i do that how do you how do you how do you come across so soft and kind like how does how do you how do you offer help where very likely the person isn't this is actually my question the person is almost never asking for help and you and you just go like hey maybe you want to think about this um honestly i i'm scared to death to approach anybody about anything i yeah. suffer from social anxiety and so to me that's my foot in the door to talk to somebody mm-hmm. you know like with bobby i'm watching this guy um i just wanted to watch somebody playing splatoon when the game came out and uh i only had my apple tv to watch on which only has a youtube app and so here i find this guy yelling at his supposed <laughs> friends, you know, well, he's, and he's calling them all sorts of names. Mm-hmm. But I happened to notice that he was streaming from a Mac, which isn't all that common. And I, he was doing it in the weirdest way. And I thought, I wonder if I can help that guy. Yeah. And, you know, so I, it, like I said, it was just a way to maybe talk to the community and get myself in the door. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what I tried to do. I, I don't. Ah, that's tough to answer. Yeah, no. I, I, even as I, I'm actually, I'm, I'm amazed at the that the response already because I'm like, this is this is basically just asking somebody like, how are you so nice? And that's a that's a actually not a very good question at all. But I mostly just wanted to bring the light that like that it is. It is pretty common for you to identify somebody with a need and very gently just offer offer support and and like some some people are easier than others and and the opposite of that some people are very difficult I think to to be open to uh, to support and I feel like I'm really bad at it of offering people advice or or just like yeah you might want to try this and then like. I didn't even ask you, Capri, and and maybe it's just like the level of expertise that you bring to it as well. So I just wanted to, I don't know, comment on that for sure. And, and Bobby is, has been helped tremendously, and anybody who's really come into contact with you has been helped tremendously uh, by your support, man. I wanted to jump, though, to school, though. What are you in school for now, and why are you in school now? Well, I'm in open studies right now, but I start uh, psychology uh, program major in the fall. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, you know, last year, people probably know I took a step back from, I kind of disappeared for a while because I had a lot of mental problems. Yeah. And, um, which I might get to at the end, but I, uh, and I, I realized that, you know, I was here, I was a computer technician doing next to nothing most of the time mm-hmm. and I needed to make a change and I realized that the computer in our heads is a little bit more interesting to me than the computer that we're using right now so yeah oh my god that's mind-blowing 
<laughs> that the, yeah, the computer in our head, I love thinking about like the brain like that. And, and I mean, one day we'll probably have it all transfer and then be completely indiscernible from one another. Um, so psychology is, is the focus. Are you doing any of the, any of like those, those early or entry level courses in your open studies right now? Have you taken like, like psych 104 or anything like that? I did. I just finished uh, intro psych last semester. Yeah. So uh, that went pretty good. So yeah. Is yeah. it like kind of like what you think about? Like, I mean, when I went into school, I thought I was going to like own a business. So I actually and I, I kind of giggle and not no offense to anybody who takes who takes like a small business and entrepreneurship uh, degree. But while I was doing while I was studying that for my first couple of years, friends around me were starting their own businesses and going like, what are you doing? Like, we're all just starting our businesses. And I'm like, well, I don't actually really know. There's a there's an uncertainty um, about school that can be very frightening as well. But is it kind of what you expected in terms of your open studies year so far? And specifically with like the site course that that you're like, well, this is my path. That's almost like a like a test phase, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. I uh, it really cemented it for me. I know oh, good. Um, because I had trouble. I had a therapist last year when I said this is what I want to do. She said, well, maybe don't. Maybe spend some time in open studies and see if something else grabs you instead. And right. I'm like, well, that's not very helpful. But, um, you know, I, uh, but no, it really has, you know, yeah. like I had to do a bunch of upgrading to get in. Um, and so I went most of my time so far in school has been doing that upgrading stuff. So this last semester where I took a computer course, which, you know, introductory computer course was to sort of buy me some time mm -hmm. uh, for the psychology class to make sure I could really focus on that while still getting some credits. Yeah. And, um, no, it's, it's the path for me. This is, uh, wow. I want to help others not go through well i guess i can't really prevent that but uh help them deal with the types of things that i deal with mm -hmm. you know and especially in the last year yeah. and it's really become mental health has really become a passion for me um because i'm living it right yeah you know and i know you too you talk a lot about that stuff I, I find it fat and i'm the same as you like i i am fascinated i love the way that you describe it as like the computer in our heads because it is it's um it it's something that you can really look at and and and, and diagnose as well in a similar way that you diagnose um some of the hardware issues as well and everything that i've ever known about it is like <laughs> every psychologist and, and a lot of um, professionals in the field grew up with their own situations circumstances and and um perhaps afflictions as well, where they, that prompted them to go into the field. So I had a, I had a very memorable, um, teacher, uh, in my psych 104 class who, who had Tourette's and, um, you know, learned to deal with that and suppress his tics and everything like that. I actually had a couple of things I think about. It. I had a lot of teachers with, with Tourette's and tics and things like that. And he was often talking about how a lot of his colleagues in the field were, um, had grown up with, um, with struggles as well. And that kind of prompted them to go, to really learn about it. And I think that, that that makes perfect sense. So I'm just really glad that it's connecting for you because I know that sometimes it can be, I, I know a couple friends who kind of got into computer sciences and then they bounced around from that to something else. And school, like I said, can be, can be tricky on that because it's, it's quite the commitment. It in a lot of ways can determine what you're going to be doing for many, many years. 
and for it to click for you. I'm just really happy to hear that, man. Oh, it's um, well, I actually was originally going for computer science naturally. Yeah. See, and there it, it is. just, you know, it just it's some of that's just lost for me. I just yeah. don't have that passion for that anymore. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, that's where we are. I guess so what I is know it's a really long road. That's what you know, I was going to ask. What, what is the what is the road for you? How many years you got in front of you in school and stuff? Well, it's at least four, probably more for the bachelor's and then whatever the master's is, because I mm-hmm. need to get the master's. So that's yeah. another two plus. So at my age, I'm 37. So mm-hmm. it's it's uh, hard at my age, but I was going to say, know, I'm what, committed what, to it. What is studying? What is basically like going back to school? I feel like I'd be a terrible student at this point um, because, you know, professional life and student life is very, very different. So what is it? How is it going going back to, you know, studying up, being studious, being sure that you're you're handing in your assignments on time? Like, what's it like being a being a student again at 37? Well, I thought it'd be weird. Um, And the weird part is that you're sitting there with somebody half your age. But other than that, it's actually gone far better than I expected. Oh, good. Uh, I don't know if that's just the way I am, kind of an obsessive OCD overthinker. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that has me, I got to get this done right away. So, and plus I have more free time, right? I don't have a bustling social life to worry about, you know, um, that drags me away from getting whatever that essay or paper mm. done so yeah it's been smoother than i expected you can have there's a certain maturity that you are able to bring to it now too that maybe as a i think back to when i was like 19 20 going to school and it was like oh my god it was and the rest and the, and the people around me too it's <laughs> it can be something else so you weren't doing you're like i guess now we're all we're all holed up in our houses but like you are in you're in class physically in classes I was, yeah. Yeah. And, then uh, and I miss that done. now. Yeah, no oddly doubt. Oddly enough. It's very strange because being there was a big part of working on social anxiety. Yeah. And so now I'm stuck at home. I'm losing focus. And I feel like I'm losing some progress yeah. on that. Are you like, so how does your semester work then? Like, are, are you done now? Or are you, do you have summer stuff to go over? Or like, normally I, I feel like these classes would be done about now really april kind of may kind of thing yeah the well the winter semester ended at the end of april so you're yeah. right um but i'm taking a spring semester i'm taking two classes this spring that goes for another seven or eight weeks and then i'll probably take the summer off uh, just to recharge a little bit but. yeah Dude, I'm so I'm so happy for you. I'm so proud of you for for starting it, and I'm so glad that it's that it's actually that it's sticking, dude. Oh, thank you so much. I uh, I sounds kind of weird, but I couldn't have done this kind of stuff without the support that I've had from you and the rest of the group. So, well, man, it's, well, I mean, we can just kind of virtual hug right here. Um, yeah. <laughs> But this is the this is the point in the podcast where I um I, I I jump in an idea that I think that I don't know if I'm reading minds or not. But are you thinking about getting into podcasting? Are you going to start a rival podcast? I wanted to last year. I yeah. uh, it, it was close. Totally nonsensical podcast about things was supposed to be a thing. Yeah. Um, it was 
strangely enough, after last week uh, with Brendan there, it was a sort of PTI type thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I was (laughs) supposed to moderate Bobby and Joseph Moran. Um, Oh my God, that'd be amazing. (laughs) Right? And uh, I had all sorts of little ideas for it, but it just, and Joseph and I had worked through a pile of it. What a guy, right? Did you really? Uh, Yeah, we had, we had really um, thought of uh, brainstormed a bunch of stuff that uh, we, we tried to bring Bobby in, but Bobby's Bobby, so he would have had to just show up, I guess. But, <laughs> but we, we um, yeah, we did, and it was close. I bought a mic. I bought you know all sorts of little equipment and software. I knew mm-hmm. how I wanted to do it, and then all my stuff hit. And I was like, I just can't, you know. Yeah. And um, that's really important, though. I feel like that's something that um, I, I kind of not necessarily quite um, as halting. But when you realize, pro- was it on your own that you realized that you need to kind of like take a step back and and just kind of disappear for a little bit? Or was that was that some advice that you had received? Like, how did you come to the realization that maybe I just need to stop for a little bit? Well, I had entered into therapy for mm-hmm. most of my problems, and it was in that process that I wound up having a bit of a breakdown, and I realized I just, I don't know what it was. I had pushed away video games. I had pushed away just about everything. So it wasn't so much a, a choice to, I think, I need the break as it was uh, pushing it all away. And looking back, that was a horrible decision. because. Uh, yeah, just so many good people that I just kind of pushed away. Um, hopefully not in an awful way. I mean, you're still talking to me, so that's a good thing. Of course, man. (laughs) Right? But yeah, it just... I'm just a big advocate for people doing whatever they need to do to take care of themselves, man. How Like, who am I to judge whatever that is that you need? And like, it seems like you know, for better or for worse, it sounds like it was for the better that it allowed you at least some time to focus in and maybe even diagnose and, and problem solve a little bit um, and, and set out your own path. And I feel like just critical thought helps that so much. You and I are, are classic overthinkers. We'll, like our minds really just don't don't shut off. But there is that value, and I think, to just I can't be distracted by anything else right now. I've just got to focus on this thing because it's kind of it's kind of important. So I just wanted to like kind of comment on that, that I'm really glad that and maybe even remove potentially, at least from my side, I, I don't hold you in any way negatively at all for for making a choice like that. It's like when when the chips are down, you just got to figure it out and take care of yourself, man. Right now, I'm just like I'm not streaming right now and I don't know when I'm going to start streaming again. And I like the, the guilt was there for sure, but it's not there now. And that is allowing me to live um definitely definitely a, a happier happier life rather than feeling like i've got like this this obligation that you know it, it it i think people maybe expect that but to take care of yourself is really my point is i'm just glad that you're doing that dude oh well, and you're a big thing are your things to be thankful for at the beginning of the PPFPPP. <laughs> There's a lot of P's think, in there. I didn't think the pa- the Pants Patreon podcast for Patrons podcast was going to be like 
I just I just threw that out there and it just kind of kept getting more and more ridiculous. It's definitely like an homage to like Super Street or yeah, Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo Championship Edition hyper fighting whatever. Like it's it's kind of in that in that light, but Oh, yeah, I love was, it because uh, you know Ribo's totally nonsensical podcast about things. Exactly, is, you know we, we're on the same wavelength there. Mm-hmm. I love that name. Mm-hmm. So. It seems like a Mel Brooks kind of thing too. It seems like ludicrous speed kind of all wrapped up into into <laughs> these ideas, man. Well, I'm, yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm glad you're I, I'm glad you're taking care of yourself. I'm glad things are are definitely clicking. Um, I wanted to ask you a little bit about about tech. Um, you said you were kind of collecting some things for uh, for the podcast and everything. As I talk to you right now, I am I I shouldn't have ever watched this documentary on minimalism because now I, now I've I've created a impossible expectation that or an outcome that like you can live with almost nothing and like that's not that's not um, possible for me. But how much tech is too much tech? Is there like are you overwhelmed by um, technology in your house? Is it taking over your life with AIs and every, or um, Google Homes or anything? Like, do you have a balance of tech or is it like everywhere in your life? Is it is it totally everywhere? Oh, it's everywhere. Yeah, man. It's everywhere. And there are times when I think I need to reduce some of this and simplify. Because, I mean, I've got a Mac Mini, a MacBook Pro. I've got a desktop PC. I've got my iPad. I've got my phone. I've got all this stuff, and they mm-hmm. all kind of do redundant things for the most yes. part. And so with school, I was carrying a MacBook Pro and uh, my iPad Pro, and I found most of what I was doing was writing on the iPad Pro. Right. You know, and that's an amazing. That it just like I with love a pen, you mean writing. Yep, with the with the pencil. Yeah, uh, I write my notes that way, and then when I get a sheet at school, I just scan it with the camera and mark it up. If I need to hand it in, I print it, um, you know. And I so I realized that what is the point of carrying the MacBook as well? It's just yeah. all this added weight. Mm-hmm. And so now, if we ever get to go back to school, I'll just be carrying the Pro with the iPad Pro with a keyboard. And if I need to type, I can type there. So in a way, something like the Surface too, if you're, you know, on that side, is just kind of an ideal device for this. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of want one. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I see all this stuff, and it's like it's shiny and it's nice and it's better than the last version of it or whatever. And it can do this or that and the other thing. But you're right. Like, there's so much. There is a lot of redundancy, and I've managed to actually stay away from getting. I had an iPad. I think it was the iPad. I think it was just the iPad when they, um, uh, it was probably that would have been called iPad three. And then they just kind of stopped counting it at that point. Um, Oh yes. And so, but I just kept getting, I kept getting frustrated at that point. I'm like, I just, I kind of want a laptop. I want to be able to, um, have a keyboard and a mouse. And, uh, so I, I, I got myself away from, from the tablet world. But again, I, I sit here with, I've got two phones. I've got my work computer here. I've got my personal computer switch and everything. It's like, it, it can be a little much. And so I just don't know. I don't really know what my question is here other than to say like there's, there's, probably, there's probably too much. But I was wondering if in your, in your first year and especially like with, with Psych 104 and, and your intro to Psych and everything, like is there something that you've learned that you're like already you're like, thank goodness I, I went to school. I went back to school. Thank goodness I'm in this field. Is there anything that kind of comes to mind as I babble to buy you time to think about an answer? Um, that keep like, babbling, 
right? Like, <laughs> is there anything that you learned? Where you're like, wow, like this was a thank. Thank goodness, I'm I'm here. I'm in the right place. Like, how do you? I guess the question is, how did you? Um, how did you come to the realization that this was the path? Like something must have happened for that to click into place. Well, I was leaving the school right at, uh, I was there for some sort of meeting and they had kids. Um, it was day camps and there were kids out kind of on the center of the campus and they were doing, I don't know what activity they were doing, but then there was, I, as I kept walking, they have these large planters, you know, all lining the, the sidewalk. And behind one of them was this little boy kind of curled up crying away from the whole group. And I, I motioned, of course, to the, the facilitator that he was there. But I, I thought, you know, that would be me. You know, that mm-hmm. would have been me avoiding the group, um, just upset that, I don't know why he was upset, but, you know, I couldn't help but think that that was me. And I, so I, I realized then that I wish I could help this boy. I can't, Mm -hmm. but someday I can help somebody like them. And so, uh, that's when I sort of realized that this is the path, you know, I'm on the right path. And, you know, I guess that's the story. That's awesome, man. Well, I can't, I can't wait to hear more as this, like, we're going to be on this journey together for, for a long time. You're, you're, you're stuck with me. You are stuck with, with Bobby and a lot of friends. Um, you're stuck with all of us and I can't wait to hear more how it goes before. I know you have something that we want to get to at the, at the end here, but before we get to something, let me perhaps on the serious side, um, I would, I, I have to ask you, like, what are some of, you talked about a little bit about your, um, you're playing simulator games and city skylines and things like that. But like, what are, when somebody asks you like, what's the best game or what's your, what what are some of your favorite games? Like what comes to mind? You know me, I can't, I can't answer a single question. Like what is your favorite anything? I've got to give like five or six. Um, But like for you, like what, what are, what are some of your favorite games of all time, man? I actually don't think I know this. Uh, Okay. So number one is Link's Awakening. Okay. Snap. He's got a list. Okay. (laughs) So, so getting that, remastered was just amazing weird frame rate problem aside but that game i love that game i've bought it i have it on the game boy of the game boy color version i bought wow anything they release of that um number two would be age of empires 2 on the nice. pc mm-hmm. i played that so much i still have the cd um for some reason the hd remake i played it a bunch but it just didn't yeah. I mean, I used to play the original for hours just playing against the computer because you had to to play online. You had to join the MSN zone or something. Yep. Remember that? Yeah, dude. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> uh, number three would be Super Mario World. Uh, just classic. Yeah. Um, and then in there is probably Uncharted 2. Wow, um, okay. I love Uncharted 2. Yeah, uh, I disagree with Joseph Moran that uh, Lost Legacy is better. Lost Legacy is fantastic, but it's not sure. Uncharted 2. No kidding. That's it, I'm, I'm, I don't know if I go 4 or 2, but they're right close. Like yeah. uh, Depending on the day, depending on which way the wind blows, it's going to be they're, they're up there. And then maybe Lost Legacy. Yeah. And uh, Bioshock is, is up there, too. I yes. love Bioshock. I'm so happy. I'm going to buy that for the fifth time on the Switch. Are you? <laughs> Even at that ridiculous price point. Yeah, it um, kind of is. 
because there's just something about that game. Even yeah. though it's not a great shooter, right? No. Mechanically, it's not amazing. No. But just there's something about that story and atmosphere. Yeah, um, and the powers are genuinely great, though. Like, the, the, the weapons are just a little bit different enough from every other shooter that you've played, and the powers are just like... And the combination is... It's sort of like an early... I never really thought of this this way, but, like, the thing that everybody loved about Breath of the Wild was, like, how the physics all work together. And if somebody's sitting in a puddle or in water in Bioshock and you and you shock them with electricity, they like, does extra damage. And the way those... Everything kind of worked together, all the powers worked together, that was pretty yes. mind-blowing as well. Like, it was, it was a deep, deep game and very dark too we all seem to like very dark <laughs> games well there's something about that setting that almost seems like it could happen yeah exactly right? you wonder is that out there somewhere like yeah. and, and the thing is like we wouldn't know there's no. a city under the like right? the, the bottom of the ocean somewhere you'd never know about it infinite was a bridge too far for me i mean i like that game but yeah but that setting was just too far but for there's something about an undersea city that just seems maybe it's atlantis i don't know but mm-hmm. well and it was so original too the thing about like it depends on i guess which one you'd have first like would you have preferred infinite first and then go under underwater i don't know if that would be if if it's hard to say because we can't rewrite history but if you're up in the sky and you're like oh cool 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 setting i don't think you know what as i'm saying this i think i would prefer that i would rather have infinite first and then go under the water because i think the under the water is um more captivating it's more claustrophobic yeah. and, and that that intro, you know, yeah. after the plane crashes and you see the lighthouse, it's just... Mm-hmm. I knew from the demo of that game, like, I wanted yeah. to play that. It was the demo, yeah, mm-hmm. hands down. If you played oh, the dude. DLC for Infinite, did you play that? I can't do, remember. You do get to go back. There was back. more Elizabeth on that, wasn't it? Yeah, and you, you, you do get to go back in part two i think oh that's right yes i did play it because i bought it wrong there was actually like two there was two parts to it and the second one had two pieces to it i think there was like two things you had to buy or download or something anyway i bought it all wrong i was very confused by the whole thing (laughs) i don't really obviously i don't really buy all that really good dlc me either Mm -hmm. but for that for bioshock i gotta do especially when it's going back to rapture so oh man yeah i love you know what that's a series that i feel like we've kind of gone away from and i think because of infinite it doesn't quite get the love anymore that it probably deserves i think it like for me it was a seminal game for sure um but we've all kind of come a long way since then so it'd be good to see what 2k's got up up their sleeves maybe for another another bioshock here pretty soon dude okay so what was that number was that five games did you already have the top five yes okay you want to keep going because i love this (laughs) (laughs) i feel like there should be even more older ones in there but i'm gonna throw city skylines in the yeah, top I 10 to try that okay talk to I, me through as i've never i've seen a lot of people talk about this game it's i think it was just on ps plus and i definitely got it on everything at this point xbox and pc and everything um wh- like it's a it's, it's a basically SimCity. like how would i start yes. going about playing this game uh, if you can play it on the pc that's the yeah. place to play it there's so many mods and assets you know if you want future shop in your city <laughs> it's there and sellers and all these stores but there is a model for it but yeah it's just it's what sim city should have been remember they released that um oh there was like that online only thing too was yeah that's right that was going back a a few years now yeah yeah city skylines is just incredible um 
Super Mario Brothers 2. Mm-hmm. Now, I I like the weird Marios. Like, yeah. I like Mario Land 1. Yeah. I know nobody else does, but <laughs> Level no. 2 has the best <laughs> theme music. Okay, I need to, I'm so glad you mentioned that because I was gonna I was gonna ask you later like what what song you want to um, intro this conversation. So I'll look for something from Super Mario Land One. Oh, if you can second. find level two, I think it's level two. I might just two. I might just jack the song. Usually I look for a OC remix, but sometimes every once in a while, special occasion, I'll just jack the real <laughs> song. <laughs> it was my it's my ringtone. I love that. Oh really? Oh nice. Yeah. I, I love that tune. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are we at now? Super Mario Brothers Two. Mm-hmm. Um, for some reason, that game, I just have a lot of great memories about that game. Yeah. I know it's weird. I know it's not even really a Mario game, but whatever. I just I love that game. I love it. Yeah. Uh, so, so a lot of times, it's not that it's a great game. It's just that I have an amazing memory about it. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, do you have anything I- like that? Well, definitely, like, Mario Brothers 2, <laughs> this is such a stupid memory, because um, you select the character that you're playing with, right? Yes. And there's that, that, that great screen that you kind of, like, click one to over to the next one. And my um, my neighbor, everybody, I talk about neighbor Matt a lot, and his brother tricked me into thinking that if I point at the character, then basically it was, like, connect, but, like, back in 1991 <laughs> or whatever it was. So he tricked me into thinking, like, point at the character you want, and it will pick it. And so I, I remember pointing at Luigi, and I guess he just guessed, and he picked Luigi, and I was like, what in the world? Like, how did you – how did it do that? How did – because, you know, we had the we had the gun. We had the, the light gun, and so that was already magic as it was, that you could point this thing, and it would shoot the ducks down and everything. And he was like, basically, it's like that. And so this has absolutely nothing to do with actually playing the game, but for whatever reason, that mem- I can remember it like it was yesterday, and my mind being completely blown by uh, by this. And also, but I haven't gone much further than like maybe the second or third level in Super Mario Brothers Two. Oh. There's because I didn't own it; I was always playing at somebody else's house. So I played the first level of a lot of games like for years and years. Well, the neighbor was such an important part of gaming for us when we were kids, mm-hmm. right? Like when we got Mar- uh, the NES for Christmas, couldn't beat level one of Mario Brothers. Yeah. Right? Even my mom would play, and neither one of us could beat it. Our neighbor came over, and he beat it first try in about 10 seconds. Yeah. Whoa, how? You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. That set us all up for, like, for decades later to be watching games on Twitch and everything was, like, handing the controller over to somebody else and going, like, what can you do with this exact same game, same experience that I'm having, but, like, you're doing something different. And it's, like, there's something very – there's always been something kind of captivating. And I'm realizing that now, and, of course, as a streamer, too, that you kind of – you realize that's the the power of it. But I remember when Twitch first came out, I was, like, what the heck is this? Like, why – why would I just watch somebody play a game um, rather than just play it myself? Was that – kind of how you approach streaming too yeah. or were you immediately you were like uh, i want to watch somebody play this game or, or like how did you how did you start uh, watching content i didn't really get it either yeah you know, right? and it turned out that somebody i was watching i think it was b dutch is his name mm-hmm. and he was playing out on battlefield 4 or something but he is such an entertaining person that that's what made it it wasn't really the gameplay yeah you know yeah and so yeah, I mean, that's the other element, too, is that, like, you can actually become, like, an entertainer out of this as well, that you throw a completely different spin on it. 
Um, I mean, I'm not work, good at the right? games. Joe after work. Oh my god! Well, you throw that's he's entertaining and very good looking. Yeah. And we all just want to be him, and like yeah. girls want to be with him, guys yeah. want to be him. It's the whole. It's the whole. That's why I have body dysmorphia, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> Joe after work. <laughs> Same here, man. I'm like, I gotta do a push up or something here. Holy cow, man! Oh gosh, Ribo, it's come to about that time. And I know that you wanted to get to something at the end. I wanted to make sure that I um, give you a little space. I have no idea what you've got prepared, but you asked for something that maybe a couple moments at the at, near the end of the show. So I want to completely open it up, and um, the floor is yours, my friend. Okay, well, I don't have a platform for this, and I sort of alluded to it earlier, but uh, so I'll just hijack the end by saying uh, this is Mental Health Awareness Month. And I just wanted to take a minute minute to mention, um, over the last year, I struggled so much uh, with my own mental health. And if it were not for you, Sean, uh, Joseph Moran, Joe After Work, Patrick, Jamsey, uh, Luke, Nasty, uh, Bobby, JB, and Carrie. JB and Carrie were just unreal. Yeah, man. Um, Mm being there for me, um, there's a real chance that I'm not here to record this with you right now. So I just wanted to take a minute from the bottom of my heart to say thank you to you guys and everybody in the community who reached out to me, Joey Splats, all of you, just amazing. And if you are in any kind of distress, please reach out to uh, family, friends, a therapist, a distress line. Uh, Sean, if you could maybe put the numbers in the show notes. Definitely. Um, I just, I know it's kind of a cliche to say that, but, you know, we're not alone and there's help out there. I found incredible support and I still have a long road ahead of me, but I know that I have people I can talk to at any time and it's just unreal. So thank you so much. Dude, I'm glad that you're still here. I'm glad that we can do this. Um, And I know that you got to come back. There's so much more for us to discuss, more games for us to discover, your school journey, um, all the people that you're going to be helping. Um, and you just – you truly – you lighten people's day, man. You truly uplift people when you when you walk – virtually, digitally, physically, when you walk into a room. Um, you're, you're a light, man. Thank so you so thank much. you for we everything. We need to meet you, someday in person. Well, yeah, We're man. Three definitely. hours apart, it needs to happen. So. Definitely, definitely. Um, so thank you, dude. Thank you for the kind words. But more more importantly, thank you for everything that you do to help everybody. And we're all this is a this is truly just a celebration of the friendships that we've all that we've all forged. Um, because of video games. That's the whole like nature of We the Gamer cast is like none of, how do we even like all meet? And it's it's through the power of video games and conversation and being open and honest with one another that that we can all do this. So I'm I'm glad you're here tonight. It's been an amazing chance for us to finally chat, and um, at least for this long, anyways, and to have uh, have you on. I've I've had you in my crosshairs for a long time for to be on the show. Um, so I'm just glad that that tonight we finally made it happen, man. This is special. Thank you so much, Sean. Yeah, it was a. Uh, it's been hard for me to make the step, but I thought it was finally time because I needed to to thank all of you and. Uh, Yeah, so I hope that we can do it again. I think I've been on a bit of a run saying something something similar to this, but 
how lucky are we, man? How lucky are we to be part of this community, to all know and appreciate one another, and just to get to to meet each other in this in this weird internet way that is just home for us. It's like we don't even give it a second thought. Um, we develop these awesome relationships, and we learn and encourage from one another. And Ribo has been there for Bobby and I for a long time, and I and I just I think so highly of him, man. <laughs> I know a lot a lot of you guys do as well. I think he's just i think he's so smart and he's so fascinating and what a great what a great conversation what a great dialogue we had and i know this is just the start dude it's i'm really encouraged by this and this is what we the gamer cast is all about man it's we get chances to talk with one another to come out of our shell a little bit try something new trump something scary enjoy it and we all get to meet one another this is the show that's about community and at the start of 2020, I know things have taken a turn, and there's a lot of those Twitter uh, memes going around, like, my plans for 2020, and then what happened? But my plan for 2020 was to focus on community, and I, I feel like I've done that, and I am so encouraged that you, it is resonating. I feel like um, that it's really, it's really clicking, and people are coming on the show and being open and honest, and they understand kind of what it's all about. And even if we just talk about games, that's cool too, man. It's just that what the show is really all about is connecting with people. And I'm so glad Ribo came on, and and we got to talk the full gamut. Of course, we had to talk about uh, Farming Simulator because I had to dive into the mind of somebody who is playing Farming Simulator. I, I, that's a, that's a first. If anybody else is playing Farming Simulator, there might be a little uh, sub community, and uh, maybe we should add Farming Simulator channels to the Discord over at the Umi and Capri Discord, guys. And goodness gracious, I hope you enjoyed that. I enjoyed the crap out of it. We got more to come. Got Mitch Power coming up pretty soon here. We've got a lot of people lined up to be part of We The Gamer Cast, and I'm so glad you guys are here for the ride. If you want to support the show, you can follow on Twitter at We The Gamer Cast. I'm on Twitter at Sean Capri. Sean like Connery, Capri like the pants. You can talk about the show on your own podcast. You can share it, retweet it. You can rate it on Apple Podcasts. I haven't seen a new one in a little while, so I want to encourage you guys, jump on over to your Apple Podcast app. You don't even need a an actual ID or whatever. You can go on there, leave a review. I really appreciate it. You can follow me on Twitch uh, or go to patreon.com slash Capri for early access to this show. You get the bonus Pants Patreon podcast for patrons podcast and a bunch of other stuff. Thank you guys all for your support. This was a special one. Now it's time for Jason. Jason! 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 Sean! 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 where are you? Jason! 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 Sean! 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 Jason! 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 Jason!